Welcome to Comfortable Place on the Couch, a short-run podcast examining every Midnight Oil album in the year of their Great Circle Tour. My name is Darren Folds, and in the next week or so, I will complete spinning every single Midnight Oil studio album in my basement. I forget how this is supposed to go. (laughs) Something like that. Hi, Darren. How are you doing, Robin? This is a non-album episode this of is Comfortable Place on the Couch. Our special bonus episode. It's not really a bonus episode. It's extra special. It is extra special. We're going to talk I'm... about our feelings tonight. <laughs> why, is, why isn't it bonus? What's not bonus well, about What's not that? bonus. No? Because it's not like bonus material. It's something we've planned. It's just not an album episode. Well, We've done a few non-album think, episodes that aren't bonus. I think I think we've been deliberately cagey about whether this one would ever happen. Oh, and maybe. that's why I say it's it's a bonus and or surprise. And last time we told people, next time we'll be talking about Capricornia. That's true. We deliberately misled people. So let's talk about Capricornia. How's the novel going? You finished this I week. I finished reading Capricornia. It was for a 570-page book. I actually, I think I already mentioned, I thought, oh, oh what, I, what have I got myself into during the first 50 pages or something? And then I actually got really into it. Yeah. And uh, I felt, you know how sometimes you do one of those epic kind of things, you're, you're, you're reading a book for so long, and then it's over, yeah. and you feel a little lost? Have you ever had that happen? Oh, yeah, I yeah, felt, for yeah. sure, yeah. I have that happen when I'm playing big video game, like big RPGs. Yeah, sure, yeah. And then I'm done. Now, now what am I going to do? I have several hundred pages to read in the next seven days. Yes. If, if I want to have this done by the time we talk about the album Capricornia. Yeah, we're thinking a week from tonight we're going to start talking about Capricornia. The album, that's the, the plan. Album. Yeah. yeah. But and, not tonight. But then it'll be done, Darren. It won't be done. Then I'll have eight, nine hours worth of audio to edit. <laughs> hey, what's that kind of clicking sort of stuff going on? Okay. It doesn't matter. This is a bonus episode. This is bonus. And here we are. I have business arising. Do you? I do. I have business arising from like two hours ago. Wow. Dan, you know, our friend Dan that we yeah. met in Minneapolis. Yeah. Got in touch. He He's getting caught up on the podcasts. Okay. And he had some thoughts about blot and yellow journalism. Oh, yeah. Now, Dan was telling me that he thought that the song, you know, when he was listening to it back in the day, was about, you know, genetic modification and Dolly the sheep and, you know, all that kind of stuff that yeah. was going on back in the day. He thought it was more about that. But he totally is picking up on the whole yellow journalism thing that you brought up. Right. And he's actually decided that he wants to combine the two ideas. Because oh. this is all the press that Dolly the Sheep is getting. All the sensationalism yeah. that's going into these cloned goats and sheep and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, so, I, can, I can buy that. Sure. Why not, eh? Is there any reference to Dolly there? No, but there is reference to um, DNA and um, yeah, and there's like the kind of the biblical reference, I think, to the sheep and the goats and stuff like that. Yeah. So Dan, Dan was just kind of rolling it all together yeah, and saying, cool. hey, yeah. Why not this? have it all? You can have it all when you're on the couch. Yeah, on the couch. That's what it's all about. Hey, before we get any further away from the beginning of the episode, yeah, let's remind people... We've got the comfortable place on the couch listener survey. Oh, we sure do. Hey, Darren, has anybody filled it out in the first week? It's been or first few days. Yes, in the first the the episode has been out for a little over a day now, and okay. yes, we have had some responses. So thank you very much. Oh, and please keep responding if you haven't if you haven't answered <laughs> if you haven't filled out the survey yet. Don't don't keep responding. <laughs> please keep Respo- doing that. Respond once. Yeah, but, but if, if you, you are have, a listener who has not yet responded, we'd really appreciate it if you yeah. would. I don't yeah. think you even have to fill it all out. Just no. fill out the parts you like Nothing, or whatever. I don't think any of the fields are required. You can just fill out the stuff that yeah. you want. And you know what? This is not stuff like we're not going to put all the individual responses out on the internet so people are going to find out, you yeah. know, anything that you've answered on it. Yeah. In aggregate, we might have like put out some stuff like, oh, you know, 30% of the listeners are from Canada and 20% are from... Australia. Yeah, something yeah, this, something like those, that. Those are good estimates yes. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. So, Andrew Shakespeare. 
Yeah. Can I say his last name? Yeah, you're. He's the only one we're allowed to say the last name, except how I just said James. <laughs> no, I think you just said James. Oh, I did. But now you said <laughs> James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll bleep the names out with. Okay. Andrew, sheep. Andrew beep. Andrew sheep. Sheep spear. Sheep spear. <laughs> this one's for you, friend. Saturday night at the Capitol. Woo! That's what this is about. Yeah. Oh, we should watch it. We just did. Well, we should say, like, let's go watch it now. Let's go watch it now. (laughs) Wow, that was a great show, Darren. (laughs) I like the second half the best. The second half was superior. And you know what? All joking aside, um, we ended up watching it on my laptop because my Blu-ray player wouldn't play Robin's DVD. And we only clued in after a few songs that, hey, we can actually plug our headphones into this thing and get the full bass experience. Yeah, I just I was getting tired of just watching Giffo play and yep. not hearing Giffo play. That's enough of the hi-hats, Rob. You can yeah. use some of the other drums too, you know. Yeah. Man alive, that was a long... Yeah, a, oh, that, yeah. That was a young crowd. Well, that was... 35 years ago now it just we just crossed the 35 year anniversary for that show yeah yeah. um and yes so all those people in fact were older than us in 1982 Mm -hmm. and he saw uh jim was wearing a poppy yes uh for i would i was about to say remembrance day for for armistice day yeah i guess do they wear the poppies there yeah i'll start to yeah yeah any overall thoughts or you just want to just kind of go song by song well, as we were... One thing I wrote down so many times, so I got to say it, they played the songs fast. Did they ever play it fast, Everything eh? was fast. Everything. The, so my, oh, my, yeah. my cynical side says, because they're paying, like, if they were paying for this to be filmed back in those old film days... Right. That was, it, was, it was actually, like, expensive, eh? Like every... Sure, every camera you got out there. Every camera, every minute that they're yep. running and yep. all that, and uh, they're using up film. Uh, it's not like these new digital days where it's basically free mm. and that would be funny if that was at all a motivation. I just thought, you know, let's just play it with lots of energy and speed and just go for it. Yeah. Well, see, the funny thing is Goat Island was done on video, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Which yeah, was way totally. cheaper. Yeah. And, the, and they really turned down the tempo. Like it wasn't played mm. with nearly the urgency People talk about how great the Goat Island gig is, and some of our friends, such as Andrew, mm-hmm. I think far prefer the Capital gig. Yep. And we should uh, talk about that after we talk about everything else. We'll talk about that at the end. Okay. Yeah. Then we will talk about that at the end. Okay. One thing that I did notice with regard to the audio and stuff was Bernie, and it almost started out like a clip video because yeah. there was a lot of stuff that wasn't. And so I was saying, okay. Did they just have problems with the cameras? Did they only have one or two that ended up working for that? So they yeah. had to clip things together. They yeah. got great audio and not good video for it. Yeah. They, or I, did they just decide to turn off a few cameras for the song? Because, you know, film is money. Yeah. It's obvious there were more than 12 songs oh, yeah. played. And the order that we got them was not the order they were played. Yeah. I think least... I think generally it was chronological. Yeah. And then they went back maybe for one or yeah. two at the end. Was this played over two nights even? Did they have two shows there and they might have... Yeah. We should have done some research for this, but this is going to be a less research. This is a Darren and Robin decide to get together, watch an Oils video and yeah. talk about it. That's right. This is Oils chat. Yeah, this is Oils chat. So the DVD case does say that that Bernie song was pieced together... Uh, from cut like cutting room floor pieces. So yeah, basically the audio too, or just the video, just the video. You see, I'm sure that they left the truck with all the sound equipment out the door Mm -hmm. running the entire time. Right. So they captured all the audio. Yeah. And that's a lot easier to do. Yeah. Only the strong. Okay, let's get this out of the way. Yes, we will end up treating this somewhat like a fashion show. (laughs) We tend to do this when we talk about things that we see. We comment on the outfits the guys are wearing. Okay, so let's get out of the way. So Jim was wearing the cowboy outfit. Now, is that the same cowboy outfit he wore for goat? No, for goat, he was wearing the giraffe skin print. It wasn't Whoa. really a giraffe skin print, but I recognized the cowboy shirt. Yeah. So either I recognized the cowboy shirt from like 
the official videos for some of the songs that were taken from this concert, yeah. or maybe that was just kind of his outfit for the tour, and we've seen other video. Yeah. So Jim was wearing the cowboy outfit, which always reminds me of our our guitarist, Doug, yes. from our old band, North in the Sea. Yep. And then uh, Giffo had his mechanic outfit on again, like because he was just fixing somebody's car yeah, right before just, the show. He just had his light blue work shirt on with sleeves rolled up and his gray pants or whatever. Oh, was it was it Martin who had the... Martin had the, the dark coveralls on. Had the coveralls. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Do you know the difference between the two of them? Well, I... Martin's guitar has six strings. Oh. Peter's guitar has four thicker strings. Oh, that's... It's a bass guitar. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they're both Fenders, though. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think you're right. So that might have confused you. Yeah, that that was totally it. Thanks. You're welcome. Rob was wearing a jumpsuit, too, the nice powder blue jumpsuit with the collar popped. Oh, yeah, the collar popped. Yeah. Yeah, good. And, And then... Finally, we get to Pete, who went through, who went through so many changes as the show. Everything I think he was just peeling the layers off. Yeah, right? he eventually ended up topless, right? But he started yes. off with about five layers <laughs> and got all the way down. It was kind of like strip poker, <laughs> and, and, and evidently Pete kept losing, and, and the re- <laughs> everybody else in the band. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, come on, you had a great way to describe. His outfit at the beginning okay. of the at the but, beginning of the show. Yeah, house coat rock. House coat rock. This is what Pete shows up, and he had a tea towel wrapped around yeah. his head. So he's like he's like the, the the housewife. He come knocking on the door. Hello, is this what you wanted, Andrew? Because <laughs> this, is... this is what you're getting. <laughs> okay, so yeah, how, we we open with house coat rock, and Rob is just. He's he's starting out with the head banging. He's got he's going on the gong yeah. at the beginning. Oh yeah, he's got the gong going. Yeah, and uh, the guitars seem really prominent in the mix at the beginning, but but that could be our our laptop. It could have been the laptop speakers. <laughs> but but yeah, the guitars were really there. Um, something I noticed, you know, just Giffo getting right in there with the harmonies. You forget about that, like how important he was and how co-vocals almost he was at point. Yeah, at, at times. Pete's getting doubled all the time. That was something that they decided to do. And, and I think they knew how important that was. And when they selected Bones later, took that even a step further mm-hmm. with having somebody. Yeah, for sure. They seemed a lot more comfortable than they did with the Goat Island show that comes like it packaged with the best of both yeah. worlds DVDs. At least Giffo and Jim seem more comfortable. The other guys seemed quite you know, Rob, Pete, Martin, they were fine. Yeah. Goat Island. They, they had no problems, but I, I seem to recall thinking, okay, you know, and maybe it's because Giffa was on the stick that he was really concentrating and stuff like that. Yeah. And we didn't see a lot of Jim, but yeah, like for sure, Giffa just, he seems to be in control and he, he's just rocking out confident, just going for it. Yeah. I wonder if the Goat Island show had all those other logistical problems i wonder if they affected the band like playing outdoors on an island getting the getting everything there yeah just all the other problems maybe it was like a really long day yep yeah and maybe the capital maybe they didn't have to do as much i don't know maybe they just showed up maybe they were able to just do their regular thing Brave Faces. Yeah, and this is where we really feel, man, they're playing their songs fast. This is where it's very noticeable. Brave Faces, yep. to me, is always a bit more of a, a slower groove. They're not fast, but they're yeah. powerful. They've got a lot of energy behind it. Um, it's like a fire smoldering. A it's smoldering like, fire, It's like, yes. an, like a freight train engine just going up that hill with lots and lots of power. You like how I'm... Acting like a freight train. That's great. I've got you, pistons. I think I'm Capri- a steam train. Big Capricornia here. Yes, yeah, maybe, that train. maybe, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, this is the version that's on Screaming Blue Live, because it's got the feedback from the dropped mic. Yeah. And so we, we get to see the mic drop, the microphone stand drop, and the and the crew come out and pick yeah. it up. Yeah, another thing overall, it seems Martin is getting more lead duties Yes. in this show. Yep. You know, it's being theorized that Various factors led to Martin doing less lead work mm-hmm. as the band has aged. Yes, but at least at this point in the career, Martin is definitely rocking out. 
He's got his lead duties, and you can see it happening. You can hear it happening. Yeah. The the camera also seems to like Martin a lot more, just like in Goat Island. Yep. We're comparing Martin and Jim here. Yep. Camera shies away from Jim. Maybe he's, because he's a nerd guy. With Maybe because he cowboy. stands relatively still. Yeah, he's not jumping looks around. Looks down at his pedals. Yeah. 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 So. I actually started doing a tally of how many times they showed oh, did you? the cowboy. Yes. I stopped at 20 because I figured, oh, they're showing lots more Jim than they did at Goat Island. Okay. I still had the sense that they showed him less and less as the show went on. Maybe. They were generally showing more of Martin. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about... Oh, yeah. Mar- Martin had some good squealies at the end of the song. He did, yeah. That's why I noticed. And, and yeah. lots of, you know, real powerful stabs, guitar stabs, the punctuation type stuff coming yeah. through, yeah. The house coat comes off <laughs> yes. for Brave Faces. <laughs> and? And now I can best describe it as a moo-moo. <laughs> okay. Pete wearing the moo-moo. Pete in his moo-moo. So I, he's gone I, from, th- this is more housewife kind of stuff, right? Yes. I've got this old Donald Duck cartoon a comic book yeah and daisy is wearing a muumuu in it and they make a really big deal about it being does like everybody know what a muumuu is isn't it like uh like a hawaiian kind of a dress a house, house coat, coat yeah thing yeah, yeah. something that a grandma or a yeah or a, or a, a duck <laughs> daisy yes daisy, daisy duck, duck would wear. yeah i wrote down kimono but i like <laughs> yeah, muumuu better kimono is good too but yeah muumuu are, are they basically kimono is the Japanese version? Yeah, and by the Mumu, time it got across to Hawaii, it, it became the it became Mumu, a Mumu. Yes, a Mumu. <laughs> Short memory again, fast, very f- much a faster tempo. Yep. Yeah, and uh, some fun keys yes. stuff. So Jim, so it's interesting at this fairly legendary concert. Yeah, of of rock. Yes, that they would take some of these kind of keyboardy detours. That aren't all about distorted guitars and loud drums. Well, and he's got like a real weird key solo going on towards yeah. the end of this one. But in I Don't Want to Be the One, he pulls out the the organ oh, yeah. and they're just rocking out with the organ. Like yeah. this is like massive rock and roll going with the organ. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it is a weird key solo. And it's a fairly long one that, I mean, Short Memories always had that, that spot. Yep. For the spacey solo. Well, I want to call it spacey, but the off-kilter solo. Yeah. How, how do we describe yeah. it? It's kind of in a... It doesn't follow the normal conventions of a guitar or a keyboard solo that you might expect. Yeah. He's throwing in funny notes. Yeah, he is, and some weird sounds, and it's kind of just downbeat, and everybody's just kind of... The band's kind of grooving, and what does the crowd think during that time, eh? They, they're there to rock, and they're not really getting their rock during that time. Yeah, was that what you were picking up? That's what I was picking up. Yeah. But but that's okay. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with it. Like we learned from the real thing, sometimes the oils just got to play the songs the way that they've got to play the songs. That's what Pete told us. So shut up and enjoy it. Yeah. You better like it or get out. Yeah. Somebody or else will like it. Pete will throw you out. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Speaking of, we'll yes. do that. In, okay. that. Onto Knife's Edge. Sure. And again, fast. Wait, and the wait, crowd. wait. Pete lost his, his tea towel around his head. <laughs> it's suddenly gone. It's gone. The continuity errors drive me crazy in this movie. Totally pick up the tempo again for this one. Yeah. And the, the crowd is happy to have the rock back again. <laughs> like they are just totally into it. I'd like to point out that by this point in the concert, Giffo is drenched in sweat. The guitar bits are played appropriately fast, but they almost take on a different nuance. Like they're played Mm. so fast that they actually kind of change. Yeah, yeah, totally. You lose some of the, almost the melodicness of them, right? Yeah. And they just become like this, I've got to get through this. Yeah, once in a while it feels like that. Almost tripping over. Yeah. I noticed the drums at this point. Not that I didn't notice them before, but I took note of the drums at this point. Rob's got his crashes up really high and he's got his toms down really low compared to how he has his kit these days. He still keeps things nice and flat. Like his toms are, are very flat compared to how a lot of people like to play their toms. Help them towards themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that 
that works well for how he likes to stand up and do stuff behind yeah, the kits. And it's stuff all for well. show, eh? I think it is. Yeah, because yeah. he's a great showman. Yeah, and yeah, it probably has a lot to do with that too. Yeah. Everyone really digs. It seems like Rob's ultra fast drum work, kind of before and during the solo there. Yeah, I certainly did. <laughs> yeah, this is the song where I think I really did notice the camera favoring Martin and staying away from Jim, even though. I think Jim was doing the majority of the solos mm-hmm. and then they're just showing Martin doing some rhythm stuff. I'd be like, Oh, I want to see Jim's solo. Right. Yeah. Okay. Another you thing. You never get to see the guitar player actually fretting things or picking things. Yeah. And maybe it's just the nature of where they put the cameras for the concert. Yeah. That's okay. always like a. I do have a theory though, why okay. that happens so often. Okay. It's because they do have footage of the guy playing the solo. Yeah. But. He overdubs it later in the studio. No. Yes. And then it doesn't match. So they, they don't show it. So I theorize. Really? That Jim redid some of his solos and that's why they didn't put it on camera. Scandal. I know. And the bit of evidence for that mm-hmm. is that on the real thing interview desk. Yeah. Pete specifically says. Oh, yeah, and we did very few overdubs on this one. Uh, on this one. Yeah, or something mm. like that, yeah. You know, keeping it real, yeah. we did very few. Wow. So maybe even on those acoustic nut songs, we're getting an improved version over what was actually performed. Right. Yeah. Well, my dream world is just about to fall. <laughs> I guess it has. Again, that's just a theory. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we heard exactly what was played. Okay, moving on to power and the passion. Let's start with some cowbell. Clunk, 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 clunk. Yep. So yeah, this is where Pete's moo-moo is really in full flight. <laughs> this is like, yeah, you're just getting a lot of moo-moo at this point. <laughs> I wasn't noticing the moo-moo during Knife's Edge. Are you sure it was? was he oh, re- yeah. Was he really in the moo-moo during Knife's Edge? Oh, yeah. The house coat totally came off earlier. Yeah, but did he go to the, right to the moo-moo then? That's why I'm not sure. About oh yeah, it was house. the The top layer was the brownish yeah. red house coat, the okay. fuzzy house coat. Yeah, with the kimono mumu underneath that. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, he goes to the white singlet. I guess I'm just saying I'm not convinced that the continuity is, is as as good as you're saying. Like, I'm not disagreeing that th- that's the order that his clothes came off all, came off in in actual reality. Right. But the way the songs are presented to us, I'm not so sure. I'd like to watch The Knife's Edge again to see if he's really dancing here on the Moo Moo. Let's go to the videotape. Okay. Moo Moo, he's wearing the okay. kimono. Darren's totally right. He is wearing his Moo Moo. Is something lost in a song like Knife's Edge when <laughs> when Pete's wearing a Moo Moo while singing it? No, I think it's really got that punk attitude. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah. It's like Sid Vicious wearing a dress. Yeah. Pete Garrett wearing a moo-moo. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So that guy jumps on stage, and it looks like he, like, runs across the front of the stage, pushes somebody out of the way, and then comes back to Pete, who kind of grabs him by the scruff of the neck and gives him a stern talking to. Yeah, it looks like he's really yelling at him, eh? But the guy listens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, like, okay, Mr. Garrett. Yes, sir, Mr. Garrett. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I'll be much better behaved now. (laughs) Yeah, he gives them a look, and they just mute. And and Pete actually stops singing the verse to yeah. tell him off. Yeah. So we just don't get that verse. You know, it's just like you don't you don't miss it. Like yeah. he just comes back in right afterwards and continues with the song. Oh yeah, and it's the like, chorus. They come in for the chorus. Yeah, so, yeah. It's it still works. Yeah, you couldn't. You probably couldn't include this on a live CD. Yeah. But it makes for quite compelling video. Oh yeah. Well, you're watching like Pete's face. He's angry. And then later on in the song, uh, during the drum solo, was Jim pull out the Atari 2600 or something? Because he's got these great 8-bit noises going yeah, on. Yeah, he's making all kinds of cool noises there. Yeah, Jim is making weird sounds with his like computer his computer boxes or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Martin is like scraping his guitar strings too. He's playing weird harmonics, 
maybe up on like up on the head or on okay, the yeah. down at the bridge. Yeah, down, whatever they are, they're like this drum solo's not interesting enough. We're gonna make some weird sounds during it. But you know the weird thing is, yeah, Power and the Passion is known for its outrageous drum solo. Yeah, and this was a nice long, full, deep solo, but it's not the most passionate. Of the power and the passion drum solos that we've heard, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. In fact, later on in the concert, I think we get a much more passionate drum solo. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, it was also interesting that the guitar was doubling the bass riff in a way, like Power and the Passion has this really distinctive bass line, but I don't think in the regular studio version, the guitar is is doubling mm. it so obviously. Right. And I was really hearing the guitar doubling of it there and power and the passion has that famous horn ending with the right. horn and that was played on the guitar instead yeah in a, a pretty neat way i uh, agree i i yeah. enjoyed it it was uh it was fun speaking of horns yes when you came downstairs to the basement to sit on the couch tonight yeah speaking of which darren has his trombone out and it was funny to see another trombone after i was traumatized a bit by <laughs> i was just at uh my daughter rihanna's having she had a concert. Yep. She played piano on a few songs, but there were... Dueling th- trombones. Yeah, there, there was this trombone duet, and, and to me, it just it, it just sounded like, you know, flatulent harmony is what it sounded like. It was it was just all so slidey and, and flappy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. Yeah, there's like a... It's a brass instrument, and it's a deep brass instrument. Yeah. yeah so you've tr- got that... Trombone... Basically, you're making fart noises into the thing the whole time. Yes. That's how... For people who don't know how brass instruments are played... You don't... Like my boys... Yeah. Like this afternoon, I brought out my trombone for the boys to play with. Yeah. And, of course, what do you do? The first time you get the, the brass instrument, you put it to your mouth, and what do you do? You blow into it. Yeah. It's like, this isn't making noise. That's not how brass instruments work. You have to make like that, that raspberry thing with your lips. Yeah. Yeah. You don't so you just have to blow make the fart noises. That's right. But T-Bone picked it up and he was having a good time with the trombone. Was he, was he doing the oh, raspberry? Yeah. 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 He, was, yeah doing... he was getting it. How was his embouchure? He was getting some tone. Right. On. So uh, yeah. He's a natural. Commander Riker. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's right. Eh? Yeah. yeah. I really did like hearing the guitar do the horn part in this. Right. I thought it was really well done. And whoever was doing that just had tons of sustain yeah. and uh, it was it was a decent substitute. Mm-hmm. Armistice Day. Fashion report. Yes. Pete's down to the singlet. Yes, yeah, now point. he's in the singlet. That's yeah. right. Did we discuss the difference between the singlet and the wife beater? What do, what do I call them? I, I don't even call them wife beaters. They're muscle shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the is muscle that, shirt. Is that what I? Is that what they would be called? That's what you and I probably called them in the 90s. Yeah. And then sometime in the 2000s, they turned into wife beaters yep. in the mainstream. Yep. And I think all along... In Australia, they're called singlets. Did I not read about a singlet in Capricornia? Or am I just... You might have. I think I did. Okay. Comfortable place on the couch. Book club participants? Yes. Help me out. That's right. We're talking Armistice Day. Yeah, Armistice Day. It's got that great vibrato pedal intro. I was going to say, bass chorus. I know you're not a a huge fan, but... I love it. Okay, well, I've, I've got an update on that whole thing. Okay. Okay, so do you remember last episode, or Chico... Yes. ...played the Armistice Day intro? On the, the CE1, the Boss C- CE1. Yes, on the Boss CE1. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, wait, did he have the CE1, or did he have the two Waza? No, no, he's got the he's old CE1. He's got the original CE1, CE1 That's yeah. right. Okay, so then that made me realize, oh... That old chorus mm-hmm. also had this vibrato effect. Chorus and vibrato are yep. related. I've become obsessed with getting myself a vibrato pedal. Yeah. And one of the major, content, major contenders now, since that CE1 is so hard to get, mm-hmm. the CE2W, the, the Waza, Waza, this is a modified CE2, has it. Then I found out mm-hmm. that I have 
the CE2B in my pedal collection. Oh, sure, the bass version. My the the bass pedal. Yeah. yeah. Now it does not have a vibrato, but it has this chorus. Yeah. And chorus is a similar effect to vibrato. Yeah. Okay. So now that I'm obsessed with getting myself a CE2 pedal. Yeah. CE2W. Mm-hmm. And I realize I own a CE2B. I didn't know that was the model number. Now I'm like, oh, I guess I want this, <laughs> even though I do not like bass chorus. I like bass chorus. Yeah. And that's the first thing that I heard when they started playing this. Yeah. And I was digging it. He had it up to full. He did. And in fact, at this point, I am all in at the concert. Because we know. put the headphones on at my suggestion. Yes. Now we've had our headphones on for a few songs by this point. But I think it was Armistice Day and even just, not just the bass chorus, but just how they're playing it that I totally got the, into it. This, actually, this was the smoldering rock, like a train chugging up the hill with yeah. power being restrained. Yeah, except I really think this was the first song we put the headphones on because it was Power and the Passion where I realized the guitar was doubling the bass riff. And I noticed that because I was not hearing the bass riff. No, no, I noticed the drums during Power and Passion, and I could hear the deep full drums, so the headphones must have been on. Okay, we must have put them on partway through Power and the Passion. Okay, maybe. Pete pulls out the megaphone. (laughs) He sure does. That was hilarious. That was great. Yeah. And it's funny, because every once in a while, we talk about the effect that they use in recording, and sometimes we say, oh, it sounds like one of those old radio microphones or the showerhead microphone that we used to use, or the megaphone, and Pete pulls out the megaphone. Yeah, there it is. It's the megaphone. Oh, and you notice the crowd singing along? Yes. Uh, They were chanting along, right? They were chanting when the the music for the verse is starting, but the singing hasn't started yet. Yeah. Yeah, they're singing Pete's part. Yeah. There, yeah. Something I neglected to say uh, during Power and the Passion Martin is having so much fun at this concert. He's even singing a few lines here and there just for the pure enjoyment of it. And that's being something, Martin, I think almost every concert will sing along somewhere. He did it for the shows we saw Definitely. during the Great Circle. Yeah. Uh, never near Although a microphone. in Toronto, I was wondering if maybe he was just... Dar- Darren is mouthing some sweet nothings at me. <laughs> I was wondering if Martin was maybe just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, it wasn't as passionate for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I know Martin doing more lead guitar in this song. Yeah, I've written down that definitely was Martin doing some cool sounds. Yeah. Like you, could, you could look and you could see, okay, I hear this sound and I see it matching what Jim's doing over here. And I hear this other cool sound and it is definitely matching what Martin's doing over there. Yeah. Let's uh... No Time for Games, mm-hmm. Pete dedicates this song. Who to, Darren? Dedicated to his friends on the northern beaches. That's right. Let's surf. Yeah. This is my older son's favorite song. Did you know that? No Time for Games, yeah. eh? Yeah. He Some kids. His. Yeah. This, he, like, he identifies. I think he does. Like, yeah. the, the way you are upbringing him, yeah. it used to be easy. Oh, right. Yeah. But look He's, what it's become. I know. There's, yeah. Now there's no time for games, Dad. It's true. There's not. My kids want to play video games. They have to cash in their video game tokens. Parenting with good times folds. <laughs> Boy, it sounds like good times yeah. folds right here. Yeah. yeah, I'm convinced. As long as you're not one of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, so we're trying to figure out what's hanging on Pete's shirt. Yeah, he's got. it looks like he's got like electrical tape and then this yellow... I was thinking, okay, is that like a a lifeguard whistle at first? But no, it's definitely not a lifeguard whistle. I I don't know what that yeah, is. I don't know what it is either. It was just this thing. It just shows up. Yeah. It wasn't there before. No. And then there it is. And then it's gone again. Yeah, another super up-tempo song. Pete dances across the stage with one kid. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, ar- the blue tank top guy. They're like shows arm up. in arm in arm. Yep. Right, and they do kind of their yeah, like almost a silly walk across the stage <laughs> yeah, or that's something right, like that's that. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Pete ushers him off the stage. Yeah. And then another topless guy shows yeah, up. Yeah, bandana dude. Yeah. Now is he the dude who shows up? No. Because like he's kind of like the, yeah, he's, he's kind of like, like beefy guy. guy from Goat Island. Isn't yeah, he? but beefy guy from Goat Island had 
uh, thick glasses. Not yeah. like this guy could, not like he could have taken his glasses off, but beefy guy from Goat Island had a different jaw structure and stuff like that. <laughs> he really did. Yeah. Wow, you did good analysis on this guy. I don't know. I just kind of remembered. Yeah, it's definitely not the same guy. Okay. Yeah. But then again, like it's like, okay, you've had your time, buddy, yeah. and then off the stage yeah. you go. I have a feeling yeah. that Bandana Guy yeah. is one of the powder workers, and he posted his story about this not too long ago. I think it's Chico. I, I don't think I'm right. I just <laughs> I just think it's okay. Chico. All right. I just I look at that guy, I think that must be Chico. I like how, how that guy is kind of reveling in what he thinks is Peter's embrace, and really Peter's trying to shove him off the stage, <laughs> yeah. right? He's yeah. just hey, there. And Pete's like, I'll give you an extra shove, kid. <laughs> Jump. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll push you. You're, you're going. Yeah. And then Pete wanders over to Jim during his solo. Yeah. Jim's doing kind of like his robot solo. Yeah. And Pete's doing the robot dance beside him. He's also out in front of the monitors for a while. Yeah, at the very beginning, right? Uh, I thought this was towards the end. Okay. And then he jumps over the monitors with microphone in hand. He's just running. like So he's he he leaps over the monitors and yep. runs towards the drum kit. Yeah. And suddenly the microphone is snagged oh. and drops out of his hand. Yeah. And he puts it down on the ground and he's dancing for a while. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember looking up and seeing him do that and then pick up the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to tell anyone what a great song this is. Nobody needs to be convinced that this is a fantastic no song. No time for games. But man alive. Yeah. This is a great version of this song. Yeah. Love it. They're ripping it. Absolutely. Like Armistice Day and No Time for Games. Maybe it's the headphones. I don't think it's the headphones. I think it's I, the headphones. I think they're just really getting it. The concert suddenly got better when we put the headphones on. Uh, and then Pete did quite the rant at the end. Oh, yeah. We'll see you at the bottom of the barrel, yeah. says the uh, he polite, the media tycoons that... Rule our destinies and so on and so forth. <laughs> yes. Politely told us to F off. Not us. Oh, 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 right. It was Tom Cochran who told us to F oh, off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't need to go there. No, no. Okay. And then Quinella Holiday. Yeah. I was not expecting this. Yeah. Again... Super fast. So fast. That they just, it changed the nature of the song. Yep. Into just, it was a very different song. And it was so cool. And it was cool. I don't have much to say about Quinella other than it was so cool. And then going into Love's On Sale, like kind of the reprise part yeah. of the trilogy there. It was just really cool. Yeah. It was at this point I noticed, oh yeah, Martin's got his AC30s behind him. He's got his couple Vox amps back there. Yeah. Everything is fun. The yeah. music's great. The gear's great. <laughs> Everything's great. They're looking great. The fashion is great. The fashion is great. When the when place it is, is oh, oh so, so hot. hot. Is he, is he I think bare-chested he's still, at this point? I think he's still in the, no, he's still in the singlet. Okay. He stays in the singlet for a long time. And so Quinella Holiday, it's almost like they invented a new riff for this faster version of the song. Like it, it's a variation mm. on the riff from the album. Pete was even seeing the melody a little bit differently. Oh, like, I didn't notice I, I that. Noticed, yeah, it was it was slightly different. Huh. Uh, and then under that bridge, do you remember what, what happened under the bridge? The super the snare fast roll. drums? It was yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a snare roll that yeah. went on and, and on, on and, and on. on. Yeah. Yeah, and he built it up. He ramped it up, up, oh, up, yeah. up. Uh, yeah, and then, that's right, even though only Quinella Holiday is listed in the uh, track, the DVD yep. notes, we do get this mini version of Love's On Sale mm -hmm. at the end. I, I mean, you already mentioned it, but it was spacey and weird, and it was just like Jim on, on weird keyboards yep. and Pete singing. Right into Lucky Country. Speed and this or and bliss. Speed and this fantastic bass chorus coming back again. <laughs> the bass in course. full effect. Boy is the bass chorus ever back. Another fantastic rendition of a fantastic song. We hadn't even got to the beginning of verse two, and I was anticipating the ending of it. I was enjoying it and looking forward to it so much. Again, it was fast. Now this song it was really noticeable, Jim and Martin playing back left and right yeah 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 it and was there's like one point 
where they decide that they're actually going to show Jim doing stuff. And as soon as they put it on Jim, he kind of ducks out of frame so he can go and, and twiddle some <laughs> knobs on his effect pedals down there. Wait, I'm on camera? I'm out oh, of here. Oh, I think I need to make an adjustment down here. <laughs> Giffo, playing way up high on the tiny strings as far as you can play tiny strings on on a bass guitar yeah, the bass version of tiny strings yeah he's getting way up there on the he's he's mashing them yep um yeah jim's guitar solo was really fun and he did a big dive during it like a big dive bomb right yeah yeah kind of thing yeah. yep rob got now is this the other drum solo this that is you like? this is yeah. the one yeah, yeah super is... fast and super awesome this is the best drum solo in the concert i believe yeah Building up to the big rant. Yeah. It's kind of like the pre-rant over the drum solo. Yep. And then the full-on rant goes. Yes. Except they were they were going so fast, it's like Pete's, I can't not, keep up. Pete's not getting his words out. So yeah. he's like making up goofy sounds and not as bad as he does. Is it the next song? But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to be the one. It's horrible for but anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. But yes, it's huge. And that, or there's the rant and then the full Lucky Country, yeah, the big oh, yeah, ending. The sing-along it was majestic. And, Everybody and was Everyone's singing and you can really hear like up until this point, it's mostly Giffo doing BGVs. Yeah. Yes, everyone's doing their parts, and yes, Rob's doing his singing, but in the mix, it's Giffo up there. But for Lucky Country, this is Rob's moment, and yeah. Rob takes it, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Now, did you notice the little Easter egg they put in at the end of Lucky Country? I, I they don't think so. changed the ending, and they do a tiny, I am almost certain they do a tiny Ned Kelly quote <gasps> at the end of Lucky Country <gasps> to turn this into a variation on the trilogy. Did you did you hear it? I didn't. Can we stop yeah, and, yeah, and take can, a listen now? Yeah, you gotta listen. Yes, it is. It's like just like one or two chords. Yeah, of that. yeah. Oh, that's they, fantastic. They just had to do that. And like Giffo was on it too. They had the camera right on Giffo. Yep. And like, what's Giffo doing? <gasps> it's not Kelly. Yay. <laughs> oh, wow. That was great. <laughs> Don't want to be the one. So the organ is in full flight here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this is the one. This is they're rocking so hard. And you don't want to say in spite of the fact that this is like super organy and you <laughs> don't necessarily think of organs and rocking super hard. Yeah. Bringing the rock. Yeah. It's Jim rocking. brings the rock. Pete starts the song. Is he throwing his cup of water or his beverage on the crowd and then chucks his cup out afterwards. I, I didn't notice that. Or maybe it was that little scarf thing that he had wrapped around his hand earlier. Yeah. Pete is just mumbling through the words like crazy. He's getting lazy. Yeah. yeah. Lazy he, with he the lyrics. Not, he was, he was, I think he's just forgetting the words. They're coming so fast. Maybe he's worn out, out of breath. Maybe yeah. he needs the oxygen tank. Okay. And then there's this fantastic organ solo. Like the solo yeah. is on organ too. Yeah. And Jim goes for broke. He flips on his arpeggiator. Yes. Did you hear I it? wrote down yeah. organ arpeggios yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So do you, okay. So do you think that he just flipped yeah. the switch? Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm positive that that wasn't like a by hand. Okay. Kind of thing. He's no Chris Abrams. It had that arpeggiator sound. So yeah, we've, we've told the, We've told our listeners arpeggios are when you take a chord, multiple notes in a chord, mm -hmm. but you play them one at a time, kind of fairly rapidly. Yeah. You don't have to play them rapidly, but instead, like, of all three notes or four notes going bang at once, you, you could hear all four notes coming out of my voice right there. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, instead, it's like, woo, 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 like yep. that. That's an arpeggio. Yep. Uh, but keyboards, keyboards, even in the 70s, people started inventing these computerized ways. Well, this yep. was 82. You turn on the switch and you hit the single note. Yes. And the keyboard will play two or maybe three other notes in sequence after that. Yeah, it'll rapidly. To make the arpeggio ooh, for you. So you just hit the ooh. one key and it does the rest of yeah. the arpeggio I'm for you. I'm almost certain he did that. And it's not mm. that Jim couldn't move his fingers that fast, but it just had that sound. You are totally destroying the magic for me tonight. Sorry. In so many ways. Sorry, dear. I never want to watch another live concert I, with you again. I'm sorry. I'm, really? I'm so looking forward to next year to doing some more live concerts with you. You Royals are, right? concerts. We are sure mm. that they're going to come back, aren't we? I All I want for Christmas is a tour announcement. Yeah. And a DVD and um, a new record announcement and breathe on vinyl. Yeah. Yep. I think the old men need a long rest. Stop it. And nobody should have started their wear a shirt every day campaign until January 1st. Because we are not going to hear anything during the rest of this year. Absolutely. Jim. Oh yeah. Jim had his surgery. Yes. And, but it's a long recovery apparently for this, especially when you are 62 or three Mm -hmm. years old. Maybe we can convince Chris to kind of do what Pete does in the Saturday Night at the Capitol concert. And every day, instead of wearing a new shirt, he just kind of takes off a layer. Takes off a layer. I think we should and have a bad pictures yes. to the Facebook group. Yeah, it, it, he's going to be topless before long. <laughs> you should start with a house coat, Chris. I want, okay, this is what I want the week after this podcast yeah. comes out. Okay, Chris? Yes. Day one, Monday. Yeah. House coat. Yeah. Day two. Moo moo. Moo moo. Yeah. Day three. Yeah. Singlet. Yeah. Thursday. Don't don't say you want Chris Topless. <laughs> like, I don't want Chris Topless. Friday, Pete puts on this this kind of leopard skin print oh, yeah, the leopard type skin. thing for the next yeah. song, right? So Chris, you can wear the some yeah. sort of feline print yeah. shirt for the Friday. Feline print. That's that's a good unless one. The oils make their announcement. Yeah. Yeah. This can be part of your thing. Okay. Uh, I, I also want Chris to wear the towel on his head. Yes. For with, with the house coat. I would like you to wear a Ned <laughs> Kelly tea towel on your head, Chris. This is a, a little weird. You giving such specific directions to another man <laughs> how to dress. Well, it's part of the whole announcement t-shirt thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like hashtag Chris is going topless on Thursday. <laughs> Bernie? Bernie. You were starting to mention Bernie's a bit weird. The clip video. The clip, yeah. yeah. Because what they're they're picking up all kinds of cutting room floor things, and they're really enjoying showing Pete topless spinning around in slow motion. Did you notice that? Yeah, they, they the same they one about four times. Quite a bit of that, yeah. 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 I enjoyed this rendition of Bernie. Martin's doing the riff in here. Well, Jim's noodling around on the funny bits on the guitar, right? I think so. Yeah, so... Oh, okay. And then, strangely, Pete does start singing for real, and he's got a jacket on or something. Yeah, that's the uh, tiger print silk hoodie thing that he's wearing. Oh, okay. So do you think he puts that on later, or is this actually earlier in the show? So this might have been a layer that we didn't see come off earlier. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it could be. could be out of sequence. And Giffo's really nailing his bass fills going to the chorus. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Good yep. job, Giffo. Here's an oldie. Would Pete a call golden it? oldie. A golden oldie. Yeah. This is the definitive live version of Powderworks for me. Yeah. We this is what we have on the Screaming Blue live disc. Yeah. It's fast. It's got lots of meadleys. Pete is topless. No, he's not in the video. Nope. Yeah. No, he starts, this has got to be from earlier in the show. He's topless. His clothes, his dryness, and the fact that he, like, comes out from behind the kit, does the spread eagle jump over the speakers. Later, later in the video, he's topless. Two different things together, but he's definitely dry and wearing clothes. This is another continuity error. Yeah, could be. In this dumb movie. 
There's hardly even any plot to it. <laughs> So yeah, Saturday night on the comfortable place at the couch. Yeah, it is Saturday night. Yeah. So I was trying to talk about something before we went through all the songs, and you said, we'll talk about that after. We were going to talk about Goat Island versus Saturday Night at the Capitol. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because this is almost like the game. It's kind of like the game, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay, so you know what? Now that I've seen this, I totally take this. Me too. In almost every way, this is better than Goat Island. Except for it's not on an island. And yeah, Judy island. wasn't there. Actually, maybe Judy was there. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. On Chapman's stick use, Goat Island wins. Yep. Climbing up towers and scaffolding. Sure. Goat Island Hanging wins. Hanging out too close to the water. Yeah. Yeah. Boats. Ships with yeah, boats spray water. Yeah. yeah. Goat yeah. Island I was wins. To say that. Yeah. 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 That's right. Goat Island does win on that front. Yeah. Thick rimmed, topless dancers i don't even know if he was topless he might have been wearing the the white oh was he wearing his yeah he might he have was been. wearing a singlet but definitely thick rimmed dancers dancers with yeah, goat island winds in that front yep. um goat oh it's kind of a toss-up yeah they're yeah. both really kind of lacking in the goat department yeah there's there are very few goats in either concert yeah. can't really make a call there no but otherwise capital I yeah, agree. I, I yeah. would take the Capitol gig. Me too. It's amusing that in 1982, Pete would be saying anything is a golden oldie. Yeah. Uh, because here we are 35 years later. Yeah. We really like the Capitol. Yeah. The, the Capitol gig. gig is a good, it's a good gig. It is good. Thanks, Andrew. You were right, Andrew. Thanks for insisting that we do it. Yeah. I actually have seen it oh, before. Yeah. yeah. But I don't remember that very, that kind of almost trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I guess last time I watched it was before I really fell in love with Postcard. Okay. You know, I think I bought this when it was a new thing. I bought it from HMV Australia. Mm. I think I've owned this for at least 10 years. Oh, yeah. I think I could have watched it then. And have not really watched it since. Watched it since. And then I, I felt, I, I started deciding that Postcard was like my favorite album for a while there. Yeah, yeah. I think somewhere around the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then it finally, but I stopped listening to 1098. And then I'm, I'm just getting back to the game here. Yeah. Why I still feel guilty about passing up Postcard and taking 1098. Mm-hmm. But 1098 just kind of wowed me. Yeah. I had been neglecting it for quite a while. Yeah. Okay. And with that, it's time to put the DVD back in Robin's DVD case and say goodnight from the couch until next time when we really are going to listen to 2002's Capricornia. Wow. You can get in touch with us on the Twitters. I'm at Darren the Folds, and Robin is at Robin Harbrin. We have show notes online at darrenthefolds.com slash podcasts. And we've also got a listener survey that we would be really thankful if you took two or three minutes to fill out for yeah. us. It's four short pages oh, yeah. of questions. It, it really isn't. Lonely. When you say it's four short pages, I don't think that that does a good job of convincing <laughs> people to take the listener survey. <laughs> Just say it's a short survey. So thanks for listening again. For Darren Folds, I'm Robin Harbron. Good night. Good night. Capricornia. Yeah. It's a thick, thick book. <laughs>